Peter, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. Oh, it's all perfectly legal. Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? Behold my greatest creation, Mac. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Busy Playing Something, episode 49. I'm your host for this evening, Joshua LaRosa, joined as always, the producer, Vincent Candelo. Yes, yes, I'm here. How are you? How are you? Are we good? Everyone good? Very well, mixing, mixing it up again. And he only streams games about dragons, Sean Harron. Yeah, purple dragons at the moment. Actually, I, uh, I did play a little bit after stream, uh, just doing a little bit of cleanup. I got the platinum. Aspire uh, two, so that's uh, two out of three now. Two out of three. Now you're gonna move over to start rolling on. Once the dragon starts getting on skateboards, that's when you go. You know what? This series is probably running a bit. <laughs> but Stan, but, I gotta catch a dragon. Yeah, we are busy playing something. We are somewhat of a video game podcast. You can find us live on Twitch, obviously, every Thursday, seven thirty. So if you are listening on uh, podcast feeds, we are live on Twitch every Thursday. You can find us on youtube as well at busy playing something all our twitter handles are on the screen as well so hello to everybody in the chat but let's start things right off the bat what have we all been up to what have we been playing sean since you mentioned spyro i'll go to you first what else have you been playing or how, how have you find, found spyro uh okay so the first spyro i thought was is a decent platformer uh, but there was nothing too special about it like it was it was solid especially for what it was at its time uh since then, I've played Spyro 2. I think they definitely took leaps and bounds. And so I know that everybody who grew up with these are like, oh, of course we don't. But for me, like, I'm, I'm doing it now. Mm. And they did a lot more character development. They showed a, a larger array of characters. They had cutscenes introducing and exiting each level. So there was a whole bunch of different things added to it, um, puzzle elements that you didn't see in the first game. So they made a lot more improvements. Uh, otherwise, the other game that I've actually been playing, I've been going through my back catalogue of games and trying to just start to get through some of them um, when I do have the time. And so I'm actually playing Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Oh, uh, I haven't seen an Xbox One case in what feels like 100 yeah. years. Eons. Yeah. So I've got, I've got all these physical Xbox One games and, uh, and PS4 games, as far as one of them. So I'm trying to get through as many as I can uh, so that way I can trade them off and put that money towards something else. And yeah, Infinite Warfare was just one of those ones that I totally missed. And uh, I actually really like the space combat. If you guys haven't played it, it it's space combat, Call of Duty, obviously. And you've got Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones. So Jon oh, Snow. no, I'm thinking of... So he, you can think of Kevin Spacey. What's the one with Troy Baker as the main guy? That was... Um, oh, I don't know, pick one. <laughs> one of the earlier Call of Duties. But it, was, yeah, it literally looked like guy i'm like oh, that's right. the graphics on i don't know it's so dorky just will speak about like call of duty and graphics but yeah. they really do look really good yeah they, they do um, yeah they look really good um i remember playing uh, advanced warfare where kevin spacey was the main guy and it, like you could absolutely see him like straight up and now in this game when you see kit harrington for the first time it's like oh yeah like they're getting big names that's into nice. these games yeah yeah Didn't so they, I, I can appreciate that they edited out kevin spacey yeah, and put, yeah. um Woody, what what's his name? Tom Woody Hanks. Or Tom, Tom, Hanks. Tom Hanks. I thought it was yeah, Tom, Tom Hanks. Woody from Toy Story was voiced by Tom Hanks. But yeah, Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, I remember just like Woody. Him. That's, how you, that's how you get to Tom Hanks. Yeah, you, you, you find him at the end and it's actually Woody. 
Uh, Vinny, what about you? What have you been playing? Oh, you know, I've been playing my basketball. Uh, I was just telling... Mm, Tell us uh, about it. Yeah, I was telling Josh before. Sean, you weren't here, but uh, I've sustained a injury in basketball. It was our final game of the season. It was the final minutes of the game. It was a blowout on our end. So we won by like 30-something points. But I'm too competitive. And I went for a loose ball. I jumped for it. The other guy on the other team jumped with it as well we both we landed he landed on my knee my knee popped mm. slightly in and out i mm. fell to the ground in wincing in pain and now i can't walk so you know if you need me i'll be at my my desk but um <laughs> other than that uh, i've been watching some anime caught up with on attack on titan finished that started watching invincible i think oh. i told you guys about that but yeah, yeah I've up heard to, about caught up up to episode five now really really good Love it. It's kind of like the boys, but cartoon. Yeah. Best way to describe it. Um, yeah, that's pretty sure. And of course, League of Legends, Digimon TCG, and Monster Hunter. My big three now. But yeah, that's, that's all for me. What about you, Josh? What have you been playing? I have been playing not too much. I've been kind of uh, busy doing some other stuff. That should be the, the other name of the channel. But if you haven't noticed uh, on our YouTube channel, we have got individual videos that have gone up. So if you want to know a little bit more about a potential Metal Gear uh, 2 remake down the line or something, some information around the PS3 store, um, yeah, check out our YouTube channel. But beyond that, I've been playing It Takes Two um, with Naomi. Oh, which- wow. Game and go. Big steps. Big steps. Has been interesting, frustrating, <laughs> exciting, but mostly frustrating. And we truly forget. To us, it's second nature. You can pick up any game. I think I can even pick up a game in a series I've never played. Like you can give me a, a controller and say, "He play FIFA." I've got no idea, but it will take me moments to figure out. All right, pass this and that. Give having someone who doesn't play games play a game is the weirdest kind of experience that the idea of like moving with the left stick and then using the right stick to move the camera just seems so natural but i was i was trying to keep cool um i don't know (laughs) if naomi would say that i did keep cool but it was just like i think we're about five hours in and i i think if me and sean or me and Vinny were playing we're probably it's probably about like an hour and a bit into the game (laughs) it's just it's just been oh you missed the jump again no 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 you gotta jump you gotta double double tap X. No, no, no. no. I, I, Quickly tap it. Cover. And then uh, it's just been a whole thing. I kind of had that experience as well. Um, So getting my dad back into games because he's used to PC gaming. So keyboard and mouse and like RPGs where you're able to take your time or, you know, Age of Empires and these sorts of games where you've got basically just mouse control. So when you move into controller and you've got the two analog sticks, yeah, it, it becomes disorienting because you're so used to moving or even like with a joystick, you're mo- used to just moving one direction and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, by the way, use the other analog stick to look up. Wait, what? You, you have to do both that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now do both at the same time. Yeah. Mm. Like we take it for granted because we've been doing it for 15, 20 odd years uh, or longer for some. But uh, for people who are just getting into games nowadays, uh, that's why I think that's why the um, the Nintendo Switch has pushed really hard because you can use a Joy-Con with one analog stick. It's a lot easier to uh, to play. Yeah. Great to see you there in the chat, Six. But, yeah, I, I think I've got her pretty much locked in at this point. We're, we're two, three months away from the wedding. I'm like, you know what? Let's let's try. And we will go back to it because it has been fun. But she did go, why are we playing a game about divorce? 
<laughs> which I knew going into it, but I'm like, it's it's a good co-op game. But they fall, they learn to fall back in love. That's the whole point of the game. But she, the opening scenes like these parents going, oh, we're breaking up, and the kids crying. She's like, why are we playing this? But I'm like, let's, let's try. It. But I think yeah, it's overall, a story. It's a story. <laughs> overall, the game's generally really good. Like it is fun. Like it's such an odd concept now. Like couch co-op, you know, platformer. It's just they don't make games like this anymore. I mean, like a... Battletoads was, but no one played Battletoads. No no Battle Battletoads was the game that everyone wanted online co-op because I was during the pandemic yeah. and everyone's like, eh, couch co-op only. Yeah, you know what? No, no. Same but, with Sackboy um... as well. I got Sackboy day one and I can't, I couldn't play online. I don't think I still can play online yet. They might I have, they may have like, it. Yeah, I, I haven't even I haven't looked at it because once it was couch co-op and I was basically by myself playing it, I'm like, mm, nah, this is not fun. Yeah, I was going to do that with Naomi as well, but now I'm stuck because this game you need to play with two players. So I'm like, we're yeah. in this together. We're in this together. But you should have thought two. It takes it two. Takes two. <laughs> and I said to Naomi, like, make me what like, she's laughing, go me here. But um, wash your hands before you touch the dual sense because it's white. Oh. I made sure she washed her hands and, you know, all those all those appropriate things. Not because we're in a pandemic, just because the control is white. It's white. And I can't afford fingerprints on that controller. But anyway. You, no, that, that's overboard. You know what that cheater <laughs> does in your controller? No. I, I will lick my controller. I don't care. Like, I look after mine enough. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? When I knew I was getting to the point, I used to get... um. Not with the PS5 or 4 controllers, but the PS3 obviously had that, that kind of groove where the controller bits clamped. Mm. I used to get a toothpick and pick out all the dust in between the... No, the that's fair. Thing. That's fair. Yeah. They, that got a bit grotty. They were like the grimy, grimy second-hand controllers you used to get traded in oh, back in the days oh. of our, our days in retail. They were, uh, they were, some of them were coated in oil, the third-party controllers. Yeah. And it, oh. it was like, what, what is this? This is like a, a melted rubber over the top or something like that. It just, oh, it was just... Wait, we're going to go ahead and try this controller in. Whoa, so throw it in the bin and just like get, make sure it gets all filthy and all that stuff. Oh, so bad. <laughs> but we'll move on. But one last thing I did want to show you guys. I mentioned ages ago. I, may have, I think I did mention on the show that collectibles i think we were talking about collectibles and i said i would never buy a pop vinyl again unless they did seinfeld pop vinyls yeah. and my seinfeld pop vinyls have all come in so i've got the full set here i'm super excited um but yeah no enough of too that. far too far <laughs> let's move on to what will forever be known as the shoe report we have a total of four stories to go through uh not all playstation related so calm your jets ladies and gentlemen uh but the first one is and I like to call this one Long Live the PS3 and PS Vita Store. So, again, if you haven't already, if you check out our YouTube, I did post a video about uh, Sony's decision to reverse the PS3 and PS Vita Store closure. Um, PSB still planned to close July 2nd, a day before my wedding, which is quite ironic. But, guys, Sony's apparently listening to us they're not just sitting there in silence going mm, 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 i feel mm. like it was a business decision yeah 100 but the question <laughs> i wanted to ask do we got do you guys think that this is a sign that playstation is actively listening in the background and maybe starting to take note that we need to make some consumer friendly decisions Vinny, i'll start with you i think it's a really good move after they sold that dev kit for the vita just recently and then now you know the actual company gets to develop a game on it and have it available digitally, which is always fun. Um, I think it's a good business business decision. This is happening similar to the way 
that the Xbox One kind of got released, you know, that whole instance where they were saying, oh, this, 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 and then they just backpedal like, no, 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 we're not doing that. We're sorry. We're not doing that. It's going to be, everyone's going to be happy. We're going to make everyone happy. Everyone calm down. Put down your pitchforks. Panic. This is like it that. Was legit- <laughs> There was an uh, there was an interview. Do you guys know Angry Joe, the YouTuber? Yeah. Yes. He did an interview with Major Nelson, and they were getting quite heated. And Angry Joe said to him, "He goes, I'm no engineer, but isn't it as simple as flicking a switch?" And then the then Major Nelson's like, "No, it's not." The next day, they flipped the switch and they got rid of everything. I always found that funny. Sorry if you need to interrupt. No, it's all right. But um, yeah, good business decision. Sony's clearly listening to what the fans want. I guess. Uh it's a bit of an uproar but it's not as big as the the xbox one it's probably just like a small huddle of people being like hey we demand this but in the end you could say the term that the squeaky door is the one that gets the oil or the squeaky wheel mm. gets oiled so whoever makes the biggest fuss tends to have one of the biggest impacts and in that case this way it actually works in our favor because you yeah, remind get... me very oh, sorry no sorry that's fine. No, no, go. no go, I was go, just going to say, remind me more kind of, of the Xbox Gold price increase and then that back step, except that was done overnight because Microsoft are a lot quicker to action. Where Sony's like, we'll sit on it for a few days, see if people forget. Oh, well, no, they haven't. We'll, we'll come back around. But what about you, Sean? Um, do you think this is a sign that they are actively listening in the background? They'd always have to be listening because they're thinking about what's, what's going to affect the bottom dollar or the bottom line. And... In essence, when they did, because uh, po- I, I read the um, the press release that they gave out about the fact that they were backpedaling on uh, removing the, the Vita and the PS3, but keeping the PSP off, and it was about you know we weren't getting the sales, but if there's demand there, like we'll keep them open. Um, and so like I guess it goes to the people who were loudest. Uh, you know, now's your opportunity mm. to go and buy that stuff and to to sh- repay the faith in a sense. But like in the end. They didn't give a lot of time, especially to consumers, about you know the fact that they were going to cut it off after a number uh, about three or four months, and so that would have been probably the biggest shock to a lot of people. If they said twelve months time, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We'd probably all be okay with it. We'd have twelve months. It'd be you know the the, the last lap around the ground for the PS3 and the Vita and the PSP about you know their libraries and all that sort of stuff, and we'd be able to sit on it for a while and get all nostalgic. But because it was so quick, everyone was in shock. It's like, wait, hang on a sec. I don't want that to go. So we'll see what happens in the future. But I have a feeling either by the end of the year or possibly even next year, uh, we'll definitely see the PS3 store close. Uh, Vita probably as well. Yeah. Could you imagine the day before my wedding, I'm like on the PS Vita. I'm like at the PS3 store open. We're trying to get ready. I'm like, I need to download Tokyo Jungle because if I don't, it's gone forever. But, Why don't you uh, just download it? Your entire box party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone download it. Everyone grab a PS3 controller and start to, everyone pick a console, pick a PS3 console and start downloading. Here's yeah, your buying, list. Buy everything. <laughs> um, but for me, look, I, I did the video on it, so I won't retread too much of, of the ground that I did discuss on that video, but a good look to get Jim Ryan to do it. I think that was super important. Not a lot of uh, press articles kind of discuss the fact that it's a post by him where it's not just, you know, generic PlayStation blog post, it's Jim Ryan himself. So, because a lot of, you know, conversation was, oh, what's, you know, this guy's a businessman, what is he doing? I do like, and I didn't mention this on, on my video, that they kind of discuss why they made the decision um, and spoke about the, the operational impact of having these stores open and, you know, if one beta game gets, this one game sells five copies in a year, 
they still have to put a lot of work to make sure, you know, the developer gets a cut, the publisher gets a cut. So it's a lot of back-end work. So again, I think it's a really good look uh, to, to have it come back online. So great job. Um, if you're a Vita fan like me, it's always good to see the, the Vita live on. And in terms of when we'll see the stores close again, I think if Sony is working on a Game Pass competitor of some sort of solution to backwards compatibility, they'd be best to sit on this until they've got that answer and then say, look, we are closing the stores. However, um, you know, here's a, here's a service where you can play your old Vita and PS3 games. But I guess that's the next point of conversation, right? Like Sony's had a lot of negativity um, in the press as of late. So what do you think Sony needs to do? And some stuff has come out. We're going to talk about it a bit later, but what would you have them do now to kind of increase the positivity around the brand? Cause I think it's not an all time low. Definitely not. Um, you know, they're the highest selling console in US history, but you know, they've been knocked around a bit by the competition. Sean, what would you, if you were Mr. Ryan, president yeah. and CEO of Sony interactive entertainment, what would your next move be to kind of either counterpunch something Microsoft's done or just something that will make you look good in the eyes of the community? I think the, if I, okay, if I was going to take the direction of the PlayStation brand for the next six months and move it forward and, you know, what would I do in that case? I would, sorry? No, no, I'm not going to hire you. No, oh, maybe, PR, maybe, but that's about it. Um, if I was going to take the PlayStation brand anywhere, I will be pushing towards the common goal that we have created as a brand. And I'm speaking as, as part of PlayStation, the common goal we've created as a brand, which is our big titles. I would start getting some horizon like trailer out there. I will get more information about God of war. I will start taking the attention away from, you know, not necessarily like the console or whatever, but take the, take the attention away from the, the battle between PlayStation and Xbox and move it over to what we're good at and what we're showing we're good at and what we're pushing towards and what is our primary driver moving forward, which is, as we spoke about last week on the podcast, big ticket items, the big games, the AAA games, not talking about the indie stuff. We're talking about the games that people want to hear, like Ratchet and Clank's coming out, right? When's that? Uh, End of uh, June. End of June. It's in June. June 5th, yeah, and sure. June. So yeah, I, I would I would start getting around talking about that now. It's it's Ratchet and Clank time. Let's talk it up. Let's talk about oh possibility for a sequel, uh, for the um for the film moving forward or something like that. Start to garner the interest towards those AAA titles and keep the attention away from whatever Microsoft is doing because that they can do whatever they want. We need Didn't to get them. yeah, we need to get that attention that positive attention towards what we're good at and what we're known for. Mm. What about you, Vin? Do you agree? I'd probably go in another direction because I feel like Sony investing all that time into just big blockbusters is really one-dimensional. But then again, my take is one-dimensional in itself. I was going to say go back and do legacy content. So in a way of being able to, we've spoken about this before, being able to play PS1 and 2 games on a PS5 or even a PS4 Pro having some sort of application that is allowed to stream library. Um, it seems like I assume getting emulations to work is going to run a lot easier and a lot faster and is a lot more is a really good short-term goal to get the team, like the Sony team back on your side. So that would be my, I think that would be my take. 
it would just be handy to have and as a consumer as well if i could play mm. ps1 ps2 games on a ps4 pro even or a ps5 still don't have one um it'd be Sorry, it'd be really handy because now for example for the don't want to say trickling back to the the psn store but correct me if i'm wrong but the store for the ps3 you can download some ps2 and some ps1 games correct yeah so yeah having that closing that option was closing that door on ps1 and ps2 games so it makes sense people were really upset about the fact that that was the only legal way to download ps1 games was through the ps3 and vita like yeah. you couldn't do it like I, I was just had open when we were starting the show i was playing metal gear on the vita like you can't do that if you if you get rid of it the mm. first game of course yeah so that'd be my solution so some sort of legacy application or drive i mean we know nintendo does it with the super nintendo and the nintendo entertainment system applications on your uh, switch if you have mm. nintendo switch online so yeah seeing that if it was at the playstation plus but we've spoken about this before so i don't want to get too much into it but yeah, yeah that'd be my that'd be my take and uh the uh, comment from the chat which is an interesting take create a sony ip platform for pc put a bunch of classics on there remaster and then create another title for sly cooper and killzone you know me i would, I would you make a new sly cooper on there killzone i can probably live without that's 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 more of a like i can understand where like that that'd look great especially for for consumers but from a from a sony business decision it might not be their direction moving mm. forward it's a super it's a double-edged sword. Sony have got themselves in a very interesting spot right now because all the games that they're known for are expensive, right? So they can't go on a Game Pass type service because they would never recoup the money. So that's kind of not in the books. Um, they can't release games day and date to PC because that would just send the fan base rabid. I think the, <laughs> the best way to do it is what they have been doing now. Where it's like, let's extract as much sales out of Horizon as we can. All right, now it's on PC, but the sequel's coming to PS5, and then repeat that process. Well, so it's part of the um, it's part of the play at home collection uh, at the moment until the end of the month. Yeah, so if you so haven't got, to play. Uh, you've never played Horizon, and you've got no excuses now. Download this thing, and it's I haven't played yeah. it. Yet. Oh my goodness, Horizon! I downloaded it today. It's okay. I downloaded it today. Yeah, it's fine. I won't. I won't attack that one it. in the but new old world. Yeah, if I was running PlayStation, which we all hope one day that I am, that. What I would do is twofold. I'd probably do a combination of what both Sean and Vinny said. Look, we know that they're looking at the numbers. They've got data to track how many people were using backwards compatibility, how many people were downloading old games. The numbers probably are quite low, and the same thing will be on Xbox. But if I was Jim Ryan, I would be like, I don't care how many people are doing it. We're investing in backwards compatibility because it, for an optical perspective, makes us look great. We've got such strong heritage. PlayStation used to celebrate things... PSX, you know, the, the anniversary controllers, all those things were a celebration of PlayStation's past. And it was interesting Like we had Astrobot come out with the PS5 and that is a literal celebration of PlayStation history. And I remember playing that and going, okay, good. Like they, they're still invested in that. And then now it's kind of like, well, old games are old. We're focusing on new. So if I was heading up Sony, I would say let's invest heavily on backwards compatibility. And I think the answer to that is to have, service that isn't a game pass competitor but have something more similar to what nintendo has where we'll release x amount of ps1 games ps2 games go in and you've just got like even they called it the playstation legacy collection as as opposed to playstation plus the legacy collection and they just keep adding in titles from ps1 ps2 psp ps vita 
all into this collection. So that, that's what I would do. But that's just all right. Yeah, I like that. Any any other thoughts on that before we uh, jump across to our next topic of conversation? I feel like like PlayStation. We've spoken a lot about how they they are, as you said, an, in an interesting position. This year is going to be like probably their biggest year in terms of what they're going to do moving forward. And we'll talk a little bit about it uh, later on, obviously, uh, mm. for one of our topics. But, like, PlayStation 5 is doing well. Like, there's no doubt about that. But there's no games on it that people are playing. A lot of new games that are coming out nowadays, they're almost, most of them are remasters of older games with, mm. you know, all DLC, up to 60 frames per second, all that sort of stuff. Um, like, I keep getting emails about it, all that sort of thing. Returnal's coming. Or has it gone? We don't know. Yeah, so soon. But, like, I, I'm not hearing anything besides basically this podcast. Well, wow, funny you say that. Literally today, out of the blue, Sony actually had uh, media sites play the first 45 minutes, and it's on the internet everywhere at the moment. You may have just missed it because it was literally today. So, yeah, feedback has – I've kept away from it. Um, but feedback has been positive. I think this game is probably going to come out and get – Eights, eight and a halfs. Um, you reckon? I think so. I think it will review critically well. I don't think it will sell extremely well. Um, it's like a Death but, Stranding sort of. Yeah, I think. Yeah, the, the, I think yeah, it's going right. to be a critical darling. Overall, uh, all the kind of feedback I'm hearing is it's a mixture between like a Metroidvania, a Hades, um, and then more of or uh, that style of roguelike, but in a third-person shooter. So it'd be interesting. Again, I've stayed away from it, but I can pretty much. I'm happy to to put a, a non-bet on the table to say that this game will get like eights, nines. Um, but I don't know. Sale-wise, I, I don't know. It's interesting because it can either go one or two ways. It could sell extremely well on the basis that it's a PS5 exclusive in a time where there's not a lot of PS5 exclusives. And you walk into a store or you go in the PlayStation store and it's the latest release. It's going to be pushed, obviously, heavily by Sony. So that could put it in the right direction. It could be a game that has a kind of like that slow burn where a select few people are playing it. It gets really good feedback. A lot of streamers are speed running it and kind of picks up that way. And which is a lot of what Housemark have done in the past. They, 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 their games are always being really um, frantic kind of twin stick shooters. This is their first AAA type game. So it'd be interesting to see where it all, all pans out. But I, I agree. Like the, it can either go one of the two ways. Yeah. The vibe that I'm getting from this game is recall from for xbox i'm getting the vibe where it's like you know it's it, it's a not necessarily maybe a triple a title or it's a it's a big first party release for the console which like oh you're like it, it's okay it's good and then it disappears mm. that that's the vibe i'm getting because i haven't heard anything from sony like obviously yeah they've done the the thing today but it comes out what next week yeah, April thirtieth, next Friday. Yeah, yeah they did so, a play on it. They've done. So they've obviously had their trailers sprinkled throughout. Um, chat saying, "Yeah, Skill Up, who's I think an Australian YouTube, you know, said it, it's, it's a what do you say? Allegedly, very well, very good game. So, um, it's no Final Fantasy sixteen, huh? No, I was thinking about that game today. I nearly tweeted <laughs> that this game still exists, and I stopped myself. I'm like, oh, I don't want to jinx anything. I just want this game to come out. It still exists. You can tweet about it. It's okay. Yeah, it still oh, exists. It's only like Final yeah, Fantasy versus thirteen. Yeah, exactly. But we'll continue to monitor the whole Returnal situation because I'll, I'll be picking it, up, picking it up day one. So um, I'll have some 
some, you know, maybe a slight review. We might even do a video on YouTube. Who knows? But we'll continue to monitor that. Uh, let's move on to our next story. This one's not really a story. It's more of a, just a conversational piece. Um, but I don't know, for those who are of age in the chat, April 17th uh, was the 10-year anniversary of the PSN hack from 2011. So for those who don't know, um, there was a hack that went down during PS3's uh, generation, which stored the PlayStation store closed for like 23 consecutive days. 77 plus million users were their data was leaked online and it was this whole big deal. Um, at the time, I believe Portal 2 came out, SOCOM just came out, um, and that actually led to Zipper Interactive being closed by Sony because you can't launch an online game in a world where there's no PSN. But I guess the chat or the conversation I wanted to have was, did you, do you guys remember this? Was this, did this mean anything to you? Like it clearly does to me. Sean, I'll start with you. Uh, okay. So it happened April 17th, 2011, right? Yes. There was a game that came out around that time in 2010, 2011 made by Bungie. Do you guys remember what that game was? Bungie. Hello, Reach. Hello, yeah. Reach, which I'm pretty sure it was 2010. <laughs> but anyway, because me and my friends were all Xbox, we were all playing Halo Reach and laughing at all the people playing PlayStation. In the cool camp. And I was sitting there in the corner crying. We, we were all <laughs> sitting there online, happy as Larry, playing our Halo, not having a care in the world, and laughing every single day. Oh, PlayStation's still down? <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That, that, that's that's the main memory I have, knowing that, like, I was playing games online and all I'd see on, like, Facebook at the time was, like, oh, PlayStation service is still down again. I can't play Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It's like, oh, that's a, that's a shame. It's a shame, boy. <laughs> Let us know in the chat if you have a, a story about the PSN hack uh, if you, that you would like to share. Vinny, what about you? Did this... The... Uh... the only thing I remember really is I was also a Xbox guy. So I was playing Halo Reach. Sorry. Sorry. We just, once again, we're ganging up on Josh here. Um, <laughs> but hey, at that time, Xbox, at least in Australia, was way better than yeah. what, what Sony had to offer. And I started work at Game Traders in 2011 as of January. So the only thing I really remember about the hack itself is people complaining about it in the workplace. So mm. a lot of customers being like, why doesn't my thing work? Why doesn't this work? And it's like, Sony, uh, Sony's down. That's it. Let me just do a quick Google. Business. Yes. <laughs> and it's gone. Sony's down. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty much what I remember. I remember just uh, telling people, it'll be up when it's up. I can't do anything about it. Please stop calling me. And yeah. just going home and playing uh, Halo Reach with the boys. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Xbox was uh, definitely king of the hill at that time. And and for me, I was, I, this was like the most exciting time of my life. <laughs> like, wow. It was, He's getting married you know, in like three months. Yeah, I know. You know what it was? Like, <laughs> 2011, so I was 17 years old, right? I was at the peak of my PS3 gaming. I was just spending con countless hours playing games. Nothing else better to do in my life. Peak of fat as well. Peak of my, my chubbier era. Yes. And um, I think what it was, I think that was about the time where I started really getting into the business side of things. And it was purely because I wanted to know what the hell's going on here. So I, I haven't got memories pre 
say 2010, 2011 of the Josh that you know today that will read up who was running the company and what their stocks look like. I don't remember that before the hack, but from the hack onwards, I was just like in and I was super fascinated with what was going on. Like, I don't know if you guys remember, like what happened was the PS3 had Linux support, right? Which was like allowing um, third parties to kind of emulate software and all that. And, And they've had that, on previous consoles or the PS one had the net Eurozy console, which was like the, the developer kit that they actually sold out to people and people were making like homebrew gra- games and all that. They removed that. And then there was a hacker. I, I remember this clear as day, uh, a hacker named George, uh, George Hotz. And he hacks the PS three. Right. And then publishes a video on, I don't know if it was YouTube, but on the internet showing how he did it. And then Sony go after this guy. And then this group called Anonymous comes out of the blue saying, hey, you keep going for him. We're going to step in here because they're all like, you know, activists and all that. Yeah. Sony settles with this George guy. And then this anonymous group, what is it? DDS? DDS? DDoS. like Sony servers. And then all those servers go down. And then this, then, you know, to this day, they don't know who hacked the PSN. They still don't know. No one's been charged. They don't know what happened. It allegedly wasn't anonymous. They declined and denied it the whole time. Uh, there was notes in in um, SOE, so Sony Online Entertainments, which is like the the, DC, the server that runs like DC Online and all that. When they got hacked, because they got hacked as well, so did Sony Music, there was a note saying, we are anonymous, and then their slogan. So people assumed it was them but that could have clear, easily been done by anyone. But yeah, yeah, it was down for like two plus weeks and Sony denied it at the, they didn't deny yeah, it. They the didn't first couple it. of days. Yeah. Yeah. They just said, oh, PS, uh, PlayStation networks is, you know, suffering from some technical difficulties. And it was days later when they started getting pressured by the press and, you know, people were getting involved saying what's going on that they admitted that they were hacked. And then it was weeks of just, constant things going down and then Kazurai would come out and say uh we're all good uh we should be up in the next few days and it was a week after that and it's still down and then there's that historic video of all the sony execs kind of obviously speaking in japanese bowing at the camera and and sincerely apologizing and then we got the play uh welcome back package where they gave ps3 games and free ps plus for 30 days yeah yeah i I remember that infamous little big planet i remember just sitting there going, this is super fascinating. And then at E3, Jack Tretton's on stage. He apologizes to everyone. That was the birth of the Josh that we know today. That's your that, origin story. That's my origin story, yeah. Yeah, did, did any of that ring a bell to anybody? Or was that just me? The, the free games definitely did because I remember looking at the free games. I think you had like you had a choice of two from about six of them or something like that, and there was like PSP games yeah. and PS3 games. And in the end, I think I got Mod Nation Races for the for the PSP, mm-hmm. um, which you can I can now play on my Vita. What a game! What a game! Um, what was the other one? I think the other one was um, Infamous was on there. Little Big Planet was on there. I think the first uh, Little Big Planet. No, I think I had those physically. I, it might have been like oh, I think it was Ratchet and Clank uh, Quest, Quest for, for Booty. Booty. Oh, uh, yeah, that would have yeah, been. Yeah, because you couldn't, because you couldn't, like, there weren't a lot of uh, physical copies out for Quest for Booty, but you could get Tools of Destruction and Crack in Time. Correct. So I had those two. I didn't have Quest for Booty. And so I was able to get that. And I was like, that oh, was okay, one of the games right. on my list of if you, you know, if the PS3 store was closing, what to get? Because there was physical copies of it, but it was very limited. Uh, Do you so have it's your a hard one to copy? get. 
Of course, I do, Vinny. Of course. Is it platinum? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. I don't buy platinum. I, I own one platinum PS3 game, and I hate it. Someone gave it to me as a gift. It was like Tekken, one of the Tekken games. I'm like, I don't PS3. It'd be yeah. Tekken three. I don't collect. Nah, Tekken three. No, no. Tekken three is PS2, right? Yeah. No, be, Tekken. Tekken 3 is PS- PS1. Yeah, PS1. Is it? Yeah, be, it Tekken- uh, we're up to like 7. Yeah, well, don't forget they did Tekken Tag, Tekken Tag Tournament uh, 2. They-, they did all the other ones. There's so much Tekken. Street Fighter cross Tekken, and then we never got Tekken cross Street Fighter. And, uh, yeah, so that was the birth birth of the Josh that we know. Today. So, all right. So, so do we think that that's going to happen in the future? Do we, like, do we think that another hack that's going to put the system down for a number of weeks... Do we think that that can occur again today? Feel like, yeah, or do we think possible. that they've got the infrastructure to stop it? Oh. Nothing, I don't, nothing, on, nothing on that level. Nothing on that, that level. Well, I we get think. it daily. I, I, think, I think, if anything, if I had to put a ballpark on the longest that I think it could occur at the moment with just how things are running, maybe about five days. Yeah. Just imagine Xbox that. Live going down for five days. Mm. Bedlam. Well, that happens when the consoles come out and everyone's trying to sign in at Christmas. It's just like, well, it's because everyone's got a new console. Not maybe now because people can't yeah. get a PS5, but when they're available and everyone's signed in on Christmas Day because all the kiddies got their new PS5, it seems to, to drop it. But Sony reportedly lost $171 million over those 20-odd days. Flash in a pan. Oh, that was at a time where oh, Sony... Maybe, maybe not for Sony, well. though. They had the... <laughs> 3D TV, they were doing really... 2010, 2011 is a weird time. It's right before PS3 really picked up. It's right before Uncharted 2, wasn't it? No, Uncharted 2 was 2000... Uncharted 3 was 2011, so it was the year okay. of Uncharted 3. All right, so yeah. Uncharted 3 would have started to bring them back. Oh, yeah. Uncharted. Yeah. Uncharted. Uncharted. I remember taking a sick day when Uncharted 3 came out. Of course and you I did. was that known at school as like the PlayStation guy that my teacher called me, my drama teacher called me knowing what, cause someone dobbed me in like, Oh, you definitely at home playing uncharted right now. And I was, I was up to the cruise ship level, which is like some of the best, best things. All right. Best content. <laughs> uh, I remember playing call of duty on Xbox and freaking out that some randos may have my credit card information. Well, they made everyone. So that's what introduced two step, uh, verification. verification was the PSN hack, and they made everyone who re- everyone that joined back when they opened back PSN, everyone had to change their usernames. Uh, sorry, they couldn't do that. Everyone had to change no, their password. Yeah. Everyone had to change their passwords. But that's a good point. Like I think that clearly shows PlayStation's are is not a networking service business. They can't do what Xbox does. Like the original Xbox had Xbox Live, right? PS2 didn't have that natively. They had to release the adapter later. Even Dreamcast had online. The GameCube had a broadband adapter. Yeah, PS2 didn't. And then when the PS3 built in, yeah, had it built in. And then with PS3, uh, that's why if you remember when it launched, the PSN store wasn't even an app. It was on a web browser. (laughs) Yeah, I remember trying to defend that thing. I'm like, I I love, I love. I turned the PS3 on. It's like. You know when you've got like a like a Mercedes, like an old Mercedes or an old Mustang in the if garage. You're comparing you comparing just... your old PS3 do to like do a classic car, and you just want to just... turn it on, let it, run, let it run for a little bit, try to load the store, and it crashes a few times. That's okay. It's all no, part of the heritage. <laughs> all right, let's move on from that one. 
The next bit of news is Xbox related. Uh, Xbox Cloud ca- Cloud Gaming for Windows 10 PC and Apple phones and tablets. So announced during uh, the end of last year, Xbox is bringing cloud gaming via Game Pass to PC, Apple phones and tablets. The service is launching in beta form in 22 countries, Australia not being one of those. As noted on Xbox Wire, Microsoft plans to iterate quickly and open up to all Xbox Pass, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members in the coming months. So more people have the opportunity to play Xbox in all new ways. So another exciting next step for Xbox. But how do we feel about cloud gaming as a whole? So before we even get into Xbox and Game Pass and all the what they're doing, cloud gaming generally, have we used it? Are we excited to use it? Vinny? I'll go to you first this time. Okay, so I know a little bit about cloud gaming and kind of the way it works. And I've the only reason I've really dove into it, dipped my toes, you may say, Waiting. into Waiting. Uh, researching a little bit into cloud gaming is because it's been getting a lot of traction for the reasons that scalpers really hiking up the price of graphics cards. So obviously the Ryzen, oh, sorry, not the Ryzen, the um, NVIDIA 3000 series graphics cards. 3090. Uh, 3080 as well all of them the 3000 series graphics cards have been in really short supply so people have resorted to cloud gaming for at least temporarily at least while things come back in stock and the you know msrp price of a graphics card is deemed to be obtainable which is good so people have looked at uh geforce kind of like stadia even so at this point xcloud is looking like a pretty good solution. But then again, because it's on trial, Australia not having the best internet, I think we're like 40th or like 50th in the world or something like that. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. We're we're not good for a first world country. We have third world internet. Mm -hmm. Um, You're, what is it? You're a third rate duelist with a fourth rate deck. That's, that's, uh, that's us. That's us. I reckon the thumbnail should just be a photo of like Kaiwa getting obliterated from uh, Exodia. That should be the, thumbnail of this video <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so due to um scalpers having a hold mm. of the graphics card world everyone's resorts it's cloud gaming so it's stadia luna xcloud geforce and psn now obviously not many of those things are available to us at this time psn now being like the big heavy hitter for sony um so i'm pretty excited to see xcloud do it and i saw a linus tech tips video if you don't know who they are really good as you would know tech tips and they yeah. tested every single cloud gaming service available, tested latency, graphics, um, uh, anti-aliasing, and just mm-hmm. ping and lag. So it was very interesting to see. And funnily enough, one of the best ones to come up was Google Stadia as being one of the best. I've heard that. Oh, I've heard that too. But it's also <laughs> inconsistently good. So... Mm. There are things like that that you have to worry about. xCloud also being in beta, there's also a queue time to trial it. So you can be in there. So you're like, oh, one of you're queued up as being the 31st player to jump in on this free trial. So because the servers are temporary or very small, it's it's really hard to do that. And then the other services don't have cross-compatibility. So it's hard to, like there are things like Vector, which is another cloud gaming service they're not um they're not cross-platform so if you're playing for example PUBG, you'll be playing with only every other player that is playing PUBG using the vector service 
So I feel like there's a lot of um a lot of tweaks, a mm. lot of adjustments that need to be made. But I think the X Cloud service is going to be the biggest. Obviously, it's going to stream to multiple platforms, tablets, console, PC. So it's going to have the biggest network. It's going to have the biggest probably um what's it called service as well um, yeah. customer service because mm-hmm. of it's Microsoft. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what it can do. Um interested to see what it can't do like how mm. for, especially when it gets to australia like what is going to be its tipping point is it what's going to really not make it effective for us because we saw this i would say like australia is about five years behind in terms of what the market Everything. is for digital for like netflix we it came to us very late for yeah. digital sales in consoles we're still very very far behind the rest of the world because our internet isn't fantastic so mm. it's we're still uh really hanging on to that physical aspect of everything so cloud gaming is probably what is driving the way i think the best way to say is when it actually starts making waves properly in just say for example the states give it like three or four years and then it'll probably start making waves down under but that's what i think um yeah yeah, I think that's really good insight. And the way Microsoft has circumvented kind of iOS and Apple issues where they don't have an, a you know cloud app or an Xbox app, they have to use the Safari web browser because Apple doesn't allow them to host <laughs> an app unless Apple's getting paid. But what about you, Sean? Have you had any experience with some of the streaming services or what do you I've, kind of land I've on? I've used streaming like a little bit. So I'm part of the um, the beta at the moment for, for Xbox, like streaming to mobile phones. And... I, I wanted to get involved with using the Vita as a controller for the PS4 because you could stream uh, through that. Uh, unfortunately, one of them was play. yeah rem- through remote play exactly. So we've we've already ha- had this sort of technology from a console standpoint um, for a number of years now, but it it never really evolved or adapted to current technologies. We're getting to the stage now where our current world technology is able to be able to replicate and do this well. Sure, not necessarily in Australia. There you go, he's doing it. Uh, so, so sure, not necessarily in Australia or anything like that, but definitely worldwide. So like for something like streaming, our gaming, I think that is the logical next step. Uh, the only reason we hold on to physical nowadays is not only are we able to like trade it and all that sort of stuff with friends and, and, and allow us to borrow, but it's mostly on nostalgia. And like, think about it, if companies were able to go you know sell games digitally and get rid of brick and mortar that that eats up a lot of their um their bottom line so if they were able to get it to consumers a lot quicker then that that's what they'd probably be going for but with technology that's digital games versus streaming is different not necessarily like so we're moving from physical to digital but streaming when you're talking about streaming games like yeah there'll still be like a, a form of ownership but now it's it's no longer about the ownership of having it installed on whatever device that you're using. It's going to be installed elsewhere, and you're just getting the signal from that. So mm-hmm. if any, if you think about it like that, it's actually less ownership for the end user, but you're still able to to play and utilize the software, you know, as it was intended. So we're getting to that stage now with things like Netflix. I have a deal like or like Disney Plus, for example. I've got a 4K uh, film, like Avengers film. Hit disc, all that sort of stuff. Yet every single time, I'll just go straight through Disney Plus and watch it. 
yeah. instead of use my physical copy just because of ease of use. Mm. But I don't own that copy. I own this copy. Yeah, that's a good point. It, and so that's a mindset that people have. Like, it, it's going same. to, yeah, exactly. Music's exactly the same. Like, I've got a whole CD collection and I still buy CDs, but mm. I use Spotify a hell of a lot more. So we're getting to the stage where we are going to slowly but surely move across from physical to digital to streaming. And that ownership is going to be less and less and less because it's going to be less middlemen to get between the product and end result of a consumer owning it. So I think this is definitely like the direction of how we're going to see games. So we're not going to buy a console and you're going to install the game on the console anymore. It's just going to be basically an Xbox Series S or um, or the PlayStation Digital TV. Edition. Sorry? It can just be in the future an app on your TV like and you just need to the yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'll be an app on the TV, or just be on your phone, or on your, an app on your computer, which it already is for uh, for some of the services. And that's going to be the end result. So it's no longer going to be about hardware. They're able to just move straight into software development. Mm. So we just need to get our head head heads around whether or not we're going to be comfortable with that in the next five years, ten years, twenty years. Because no matter what, it's going to happen. So for me, I'm I'm already like kind of okay with it. I'm playing a lot more games on Game Pass. I'm buying a lot less games. Like only the games that don't really like, you know, come out as part of any like uh, special discount or anything like that. Usually I'll buy, I'll buy day one and I'll play. But now I'm of the mindset where unlike the older games behind me, I want to finish it and sell it off and get rid of it. If it's digital, I can just uninstall it. If it's streaming, I don't have to worry about space. I don't have to worry about any of that sort of stuff. I can just take the game and play it whenever I want, and it will send the single uh, the signal straight. Mm. So that, yeah. that that's kind of my take on it. I think they're all really good points. I, I'm I'm still torn because I'm still yet to have a really. I think I need that come to Jesus moment. I need to be able to like be playing God of War on my PS5 and then put it down and like the ads and go pick up my phone and have the controller. And if you I have switch. that, I've got a switch. But if I had that moment of well, that was a similar type moment when you first got the switch, but the ad kind of gave it away where you lift it up. And it's like, Oh, that was the moment. That's the come to Jesus moment. But I haven't had that. And I've done remote play on my Vita. I've done it. I been literally standing a meter away from the PS5 and there's still latency. That's how bad the internet is here. Uh, so I think long-term yeah, like long, long-term that's going to be the answer because there's going to be no need. If you can get streaming to a point where there's zero latency, there's no need to, have the game really as in own it and there's no real difference between streaming it and and having it digitally because it's all just a code and it's all just a key if you haven't got that if they take that key away from you know if a game servers go down it's an online only game even though you've purchased the game you may have it physical you can't play it so it's just a matter of so that's that's the next thing right they need to circumvent like three or four five different things first before i think we get to a point where there's mass adoption because with music, you can be listening to music, going for your run, and it stutters for a second, and you go, oh, and then it keeps going, and you're fine, right? There's no real impact. It's just that split second of it freezes and it keeps playing. Like, if you're playing a game and that happens, you, it, I think there's more of an impact. You're like, what the hell's going on? Especially if you're in a competitive situation. So I, I see it as maybe, you know, for the next five, ten years, it's supplemental. I think that's the way, and that's what Game Pass is that's why i think game pass will succeed where say a stadia won't it's supplemental you can download the game or you can stream it so if you're in a, a country where 
you know, streaming or internet infrastructure isn't the greatest. You can choose to download the game instead. PlayStation now does that with PS4 and PS2 games. You can download them or you can stream them. For some reason, PS3, you have to stream, sell architecture. We can't figure it out. That's that's what I think is the way forward for the time being. Having the option to do both and then at a point where there's infinite internet infrastructure across the globe that is seamless, that is just pick up and go like you see in all the ads, that's where you will see mass adoption. But as soon as there's any input lag, because that's the thing, you've got to, you've got with music, the streaming music to your device, and then you're listening to that, that whatever they're streaming directly to your ears. With a game, you've got the game being streamed to you, and then you've got the controller where you're inputting buttons that's streaming back out. So they, that's why you tend to get that lag and that, that, you know, that I hit X and it's a split second before the character jumps. And you notice that where with the movie, if the resolution drops slightly or the music, you know, you don't really notice it as much as why is there a delay when I'm trying to jump? Why is the camera taking so long to turn? And, you know, the people that play on PC that will go to a console and pick up the lag and that's not even streaming. That's just the difference in the hardware and the software. And they can pick up on that stuff. So I think it's like, to your point, I definitely do think it is the future. hundred percent. We'll, we'll, we will get to the point where there'll be, xbox game pass app on your on your you know samsung tv and all you need is maybe the controller maybe a dongle probably at a point you won't even need the dongle and you can just stream it but for the foreseeable future i think having both the option to to stream to trial because it's only going to take one like you you might be against it and you try one game and you go oh my god this is perfect seamless it i didn't have to download it i didn't have to worry about updates it's perfect what do you guys think well have you guys ever used Netflix on your phone? No. Yeah. Oh, yes. Vinny, yeah. 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 So with with Netflix, so Netflix offers basically what you're talking about, Josh. So it is streaming, but you have the option to download it mm-hmm. and download it to your phone and watch it through your phone that way. So I have a feeling that that's going to be the system moving forward. Yeah, until our internet obviously is able to handle the workload. But it, it will be streaming with the option to download as, a, as, as you said, supplemental, mm. that would make that. So what Netflix does and if Netflix and Spotify does it, they all do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think exactly. that's, that's going to yeah, be the way. The available forward. offline function for Spotify and having it only yeah. available for your phone, which is so, which is like funny in itself. Cause like obviously phones these days, I think are way more powerful than anything a smart TV can do. Like, yep. They are. This, they're like sometimes, bigger and more powerful than you know like a work laptop my, my phone is way more powerful than my work laptop which is horrible to say well it connect it connects to a to a gps towers and uh and to your cell phone towers whereas your tv barely connects to your wi-fi sometimes yeah exactly oh, it's dodgy <laughs> as hell but yeah that's all i want to say and the other thing i wanted to just quickly note on is that um for example games as a service having the option of having all the games accessible to you via like your subscription payment whereas some of like google stadia you still have to pay for the games individually therefore you're kind of owning them but you're also paying for the service as well so you're actually paying you're, you're like doubling up twice yeah i i never feel like if i buy a digital a game digitally i never feel like i own it i'm the same because the moment yep. that hardware goes or that profile goes the game goes yeah whereas at least with physical 
like I've got the disc, I have that disc. And if, you know, the PlayStation 2 can't connect to the, to the internet, it doesn't matter. I can still put the game in. I can still utilize it. With the internet, it's, uh, yeah, and digital, it's a little bit harder for me. We're not there yet. Like we're, we're so, no. with, with games, it's so people are so fickle. And you got to think about it as well. Like if that is the solution and it is streaming and everyone is doing that, like imagine the, the percentage of gamers who exclusively stream games now, like how low that number is. If we get to a point where it is seamless, that's going to go through the roof. And you, you imagine like peak times and then there's delays on things. It's where I can see it really being a benefit, even in the near future, is like demos where it's like, hey, trial this game out. Or you, pl- you can play the first 30 minutes of the game for free via streaming. And then you get that taste for it and you slowly get used to it. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you, you've got no issue streaming sounds games. Like, sounds like the Ouya. Mm. <laughs> and we know well, how well that went. That, they can do the E3 thing where it's like, and this demo is available right now. And then the pop-up comes on your screen. You hit, you hit the X on the controller. You get, a little, notif- you get a little notification on the E3 app. Scan mm. the QR code, download on your phone. Well, that's yeah, what yeah, Google yeah. Stadia had in all their publicity was the idea that they could do that. So, because remember they they did that with, it was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That was their trial thing before Stadia had a name and what it was and a logo. They did the streaming thing with Stadia and you can go jump between phone and tablet and it worked worked really well. But I think their biggest misstep was the idea of it's confusing. Game Pass, it's like I pay for a subscription. It's Netflix for games. There's games on there. I download the games. Easy. Stadia is like, okay, so... There's a free version, but that's not 4K. So if I want 4K, I have to pay the premium subscription, but then I still need to pay for the games. And oh, but with the premium package, you do get Destiny and some games for free, but not all games. It's just, you know, and yeah. then they close that first party as well. So that's... But. Yeah. Big support there. Yeah. Uh, anything else we want to touch on around kind of Game well, Pass? We've got, and- we got a question in the chat at the moment. So Josh, does Sony care about PlayStation now? <laughs> You can say yes, and you can definitely say no. I think they care. I just think Sony had just gone quiet on it because they want to work out exactly what they want that service to be. It's clearly... It's weird because they care about it to the point where they lowered the the price. Like, I think... And I only know American dollars because that's where I'd see all the advertising for. But Game Pass being, what is it, $10 a month or whatever it is, PlayStation now is significantly cheaper. So from a service, like it's nearly half the price of, of like a game pass. So it is cheaper. They do like that. They'll, they drop the price for that. Then they add some new stuff. Like they had Avengers in there, Lara Croft, and they swapped some um, PS4 games like infamous went in there. God of war was there. Horizons there. You still playing Avengers though? No, I I even deleted it from my PS5. There you go. So it's not even, it's not even, I'm saying today they care the point to the point to seek out that game. It's still technically a new game to put on your your thing. So I think they do care. I think PlayStation just need to be cautious, and we'll talk about it a bit later about this shotgun approach. Where it's like we'll add this, and then we'll do this, and we'll have these services, and nothing's talking and nothing's communicating, and they're just like we'll throw it on the wall and see what sticks. Um, and again, going back to if I was running PlayStation, I'd bring everything in under one umbrella. Under one umbrella, the PlayStation 5 can, you know, like have everything consolidated. It's all in one. All in one device. <laughs> Sound like non-metric on, on E3 stage of 2013. But, yeah, bring everything under the one umbrella and, and figure it out. But we'll talk about that uh, next, now. actually. So good timing <laughs> in the chat. So 
This one was a, a shocker. This came, it is technically not formally announced, but was published, uh, well, the, the screen grab was taken directly from the PlayStation website. So it does seem that the news is incoming. From Poland. From Poland. But Sony looks to be set to announce a PlayStation Plus video pass. So for those who don't know, a logo for the PlayStation Plus video pass was published on Sony's official website in Poland, along with the following description on its now removed website. A new benefit available for a limited time on PlayStation Plus. PlayStation Plus Video is a trial service acting from the 22nd of April, ending in April of 2022. The subscription benefit is available to PlayStation Plus users in Poland. So, again, this is a rumor. This is yet to be formally announced. Obviously, Sony's done the old... Sony does not comment on speculation rumors, which they've been doing for about 15 years. Uh, first question, do we think this is real? Sean? Uh, so which which website was it on? Uh, Video Game Chronicles, what I've taken it from, but I, I can find out who actually grabbed the original. I I think that, like, okay, so it was listed is it on real? PlayStation. I, yeah, yeah, it was on their, on their actual website yeah. in Poland. I actually have a feeling that this is their direction. For okay. like for not necessarily their answer. It's not an answer for Game Pass. No, but that's the question everyone's going to be wanting to answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's it's Sony. We're not talking PlayStation here. Take a step back. It's Sony. Yeah. What else do Sony own? Where Sony do they Picture. have? They have a lot. They have Sony Music, Sony Pictures. They have all these other brands. Now, if you look at somewhere like uh, Amazon, for example, so Amazon Prime has not only games, but it's got your music and it's got your shopping and it's got all of that and it's all under the one subscription. Mm. I think Sony, and in this tails off to PlayStation, is going to be doing something similar. And, like, I, I've been thinking about it for, like, basically weeks because I'm like, oh, they have all these films. Like, there's no Spider-Man on Disney+. Plus. Like, what, well, what's going on here? It is and now. This, yeah, it is now. Yeah, well, it is now. It is now, yeah. yeah. The new Spider-Man? I haven't seen it yet. Uh, but anyway, but like, movie. so this this makes sense. We say this all the time. It makes sense. Yeah. I have an inkling that it's real. I would agree. I I agree. I agree. I definitely think it's real. Um, this this is not PlayStation's answer to Game Pass. So before that article gets written by someone on some journalist site saying, "Oh, this is really their answer," no, this is clearly Sony Pictures. Kind of this is. Big Daddy Sony stepping over, going, okay, let's start integrating. We're one business. Let's start doing this, which it makes sense. If you guys remember, not too long ago, PlayStation removed the ability to purchase movies from the PlayStation Store. Yep, they've obviously got that Crunchyroll Funimation kind of thing going on as well. So that I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing that. And this is only being trialed in Poland, which PlayStation have done this in the past with other services. It doesn't necessarily mean it's. Yeah, yeah, Poland. They love it. They love it. Going worldwide, and the reason why they have picked Poland is, from my understanding, I was reading an article that Poland had some really strict laws about movie publishing or the way that movies are distributed, and American companies can't, you know, like I don't think they have Hulu. Is it Hulu? Hulu. Yeah, Hulu. They don't have. I can't even say Hulu on in, in Poland. They don't actually have that service, so it's a very small market. Like if you were to release that in the states, people would be like. Who cares? Like, you know, there's a million other streaming services. So maybe this is a targeted thing. It is just for a trial period. 
it is again an added benefit which is great they're not you know it's not a separate service you need to subscribe to this will just sit on top of playstation plus so i don't think it's it's definitely not a negative thing and now we know that sony's actively pushing their their you know franchises into movies we spoke about not too long ago ghost of Tsushima is getting a movie um last of us is getting a hbo series uncharted uncharted and they showed they showed Venom, Batman. they showed Zombieland Double Tap, and um, what was the Blood other one Shot. that they showed? Bloodshot, Blood classic film. I, I didn't see it. No, no advertising for it whatsoever. No, I missed it's it. Not good. It's not good. And that <laughs> brings me to kind of my next point, and this was something I was answering. Who asked the question? Scottman in the chat. Does Sony care about PlayStation now? This is the scatter shot approach that I'm worried may take place because I think if you step back and look at everything. PlayStation do offer some really good services. I think PlayStation Plus consistently over the last, since PS5's released, has had some really good games. They've had and to. you compare that to, yeah, and they had to. They've had to actively source those out because they they haven't got Game Pass. They haven't so, got games. Yeah. <laughs> Neither does Xbox, yeah. Yeah. So th- they can't get away with, like, if you look at Xbox Gold, it is literally trash. Like, the games are on there. You wouldn't even think twice about it. I wouldn't even add them to my library. They're, like, that old. Nobody cares. But they've got Game Pass, right? Vinny, do you want to bring up while I'm, I'm yapping what this month's Xbox Gold games are? Because I don't even know. I've, I've added them all to my account. Of course you have. But, Vinny, in the meantime, free, if you can... Free games. Yeah. <laughs> Me, I'm like, I wouldn't even, I, I would prefer to pay for them so I never look at these again. Um, uh, just so games, they, with, games with gold? Yeah, games with gold for this month, please. So it's Vikings, Wolves of Midgard, Ooh. Truck yep. Racing tri- Championship, Dark Void, and Hard Corpse Uprising. See, Dark Void, not bad. <laughs> and also Vi- Vikings, is it Vikings of Midgard or whatever it is? Yeah. I keep seeing that at EB. So no one's buying it. <laughs> but this month, oh, no it's all pre-owned <laughs> so people are buying month, it we know uh we've got days gone obviously a ps4 game releasing 2019 free to free on playstation plus odd world soulstorm which is a new game released day and date uh zombie army 4 which is another popular game but i'm just saying that the caliber of games are clearly better on playstation oh, yeah. plus and xbox but again they've got game pass so playstation yeah. have clearly gone all right we don't have that currently we need some sort of you know good news story to come out of it we need to have really good games on playstation plus then they've got the playstation plus collection which is a truly great collection if you skip down on the ps4 generation and you brought a ps5 you're set for the next few months while you wait for ratchet and clank to return you're set you got days gone you got horizon you got uncharted you got bloodborne you got monster hunter you're fine persona? resident evil 7's on there mortal persona kombat. mortal kombat not 11 though they put 10 no, but 10. mortal kombat's on there like you're set so that's a really good service that they didn't really need to do. They've got, yeah, so PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Plus Collection, now this movie thing. So I'm kind of seeing what they're trying to do. I hope they're not just trying to see what sticks. They're seeing what sticks. They're throwing spaghetti at the wall. They're definitely throwing spaghetti at the wall. At the end of the day, and this is just my biased opinion, if Sony will never have a Game Pass service that is day and date AAA games on service day one. Yeah, that won't work. Because not only they can't afford it, it's it's just it will they will lose money actively on these games. And I spoke about this on a video that is going live at ten o'clock tomorrow about what is going on at PlayStation around Days Gone and Last of Us. They their PlayStation games and most AAA games in general cost upwards of one hundred and fifty million dollars to make. That was the rumored budget for Days Gone, right? Siphon Filter, a game made on PS One by Ben Studios, the same team that did Days Gone, first game cost one million to make. 
So for a PS4 game, now PS5, which will probably cost slightly more, for a game to break even, they need to sell four to five million units off the bat. You can't do that in a subscription service because you've got to share that money across the pot of every game that's on that service, right? Microsoft can afford to take those hits in the back end because they've already made up for the Bethesda acquisition. They made up in within six months that, that, that money they spent already in the bank. Sony need, and I said this again in the video, every dollar spent, they need $2 to come back for it to work. What PlayStation should do is what I said before, have the PlayStation legacy collection and celebrate PlayStation's history. Work with Activision to get Crash Bandicoot on there. Work with, again, Activision to get Spyro on there. Put put your own IP that you Sly own Cooper. on there. God damn, put Sly Cooper on there. And bring back the PS3. Because PS3, there's some really good exclusive games. You cannot play Infamous 1 and 2, which shocks me. Resistance, you can't play Resistance 1, 2, or 3 unless you're on PlayStation Now. And even on PlayStation Now, Resistance 3 isn't on there. So I don't know what happened. And it's not even in our country. So if it was me, let's start celebrating the history because play, that's something PlayStation has over Xbox is the characters. Right. Nintendo do that. Like, come on, guys. Just but the video pass makes sense. But yes, video pass does make sense. Yeah, I want to watch <laughs> X-Men Apocalypse on stream. Yeah, my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> don't do that. But, they gotta, <laughs> but with the PlayStation movie stuff, like I, I, I get it. Like I'm concerned. It can either go one or two ways, and I've said this twice today about this going one or two ways thing. It can either be Sony saying we want to start making movies on based on games, and it's. I think the Uncharted movie is of that vein, where it's. I don't think PlayStation really wants to do it. You know, um, what's the guy who's playing him? Spider Man. Tom, Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. I was gonna say Tom Hardy. Tom Holland. I think had an interview and he was he like, said it was I, wasn't, a mistake. I, wasn't, I wasn't happy with the way I portrayed him. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's a good sign for the movie. He so was I so think, excited for it too. I think that movie is Sony daddy, Sony coming over and say, Hey, that's a successful PlayStation franchise. We're making a movie. Maybe hopefully that's the end of that. Cause the last of a HBO series is being written by Neil Druckmann. Like he's actively involved in it. And Naughty yeah. Dog is a studio actively involved in it. You got to tell so, people who Neil Druckmann is. He's the, the creative mind behind Last of Us. There you go. So he's All a director right. at Naughty Dog. He got promoted because they wanted to keep him, but he'll be actively working on it. So I think that's the difference. I think the Ratchet and Clank movie. I've seen parts of it on a plane. It was okay, like it was good, but I think that's again a bygone era type movie. It was nostalgia. It was for yeah. the game. Yeah, it'd be it interesting to game, see yeah. what. Uh, Last of Us looks like and what Ghost of Tsushima looks like. If they come out and they're successful and, you know, they bring people to to play the game, it makes sense why they're doing a Last of Us remake, that's that's good. I think that's the way to loop it all in. What do you well, guys they think? Keep, they keep trying with Tomb Raider. They're making a sequel, apparently. I haven't even seen the first one. It wasn't it was, terrible. I no, it, was, it. It, wasn't, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good. It's I no, won't it's watch no it again. Angelina Jolie, Cradle of Life. No. No. No, no Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> no Dead or Alive. Oh, oh God, no. that one's so bad. Holy Valance. Shout out to Australian. I had that movie on DVD. As a kid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was so, that was really bad. Yeah, it was. But yeah. yeah but hey, they just hey, need to stop with the, uh, yeah. Judge Dredd. Good movie. Mm-hmm. 
Dread, mm-hmm. the second one, also very good. Doom, the one with the rock, was actually not bad. Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, that was, that one was okay. They have all some other Mortal films. Kombat it was bad, but as a as a film based on Doom, it was it was alright. It was actually yeah, decent. The new Mortal Kombat movie is apparently good, and uh, the actor that's playing Sub Zero signed up for another four movies because he actually thinks it's going to be successful. I, I, you would Mortal Kombat's huge. Mortal Kombat's got a huge. There is a fan base of Mortal Kombat people who don't play games because yeah. they remember that being a kid. Or being a parent and going, oh, you're not allowed to play. Like, everyone knows Mortal Kombat. It was on news. It was everything. So I'm super excited to see it. You know, actually, Josh, you like this. So the Doom film, I've actually got on UMD for the PSP. Oh, my God, the UMD. Yeah. <laughs> I've got it on UMD for the PSP. What a shame. Beautiful. What a sh- that, whole, that whole thing was a whole shame. But anyway. It's funny how it all roundabouts, doesn't it? Yeah. I feel like that we should definitely hit on a topic for, like, another episode of uh movies games based movies based on games and then games based on movies we need to watch monster hunter first we should do a, we should do a why don't we do we can talk this off stream but do like we'll just pick a movie every kind of once a month and do an episode just talking about that movie like a video oh, game movie i don't think i'll i don't think i'll survive i That's really want to watch monster hunter though I yeah, I do, do want to watch that like, like, you guys what? seen the far cry film it's uh it's interesting you I did not know there was a Far Cry, but okay. Yeah. Silent Hill movies, Resident Evil movies, like there, there's a there's things out there that are granted they might not be good, but they're successful. The Mario movie, yeah, we didn't oh, talk yeah, about that. Nineteen ninety three, Street Fighter, Street Fighter. Oh my goodness, the the Chun Li movie. Casper decides like, to move the right now. That's right. We're <laughs> rambling anyway. Or it's like uh, with Ratchet and Clank, right? So there's a 2016 game that is based off. It's a the remake movie? of the original that is also tied in with a movie and the game is connected. <laughs> and yep. the game actually came really good, which is surprising. It's a whole Ratchet and Clank universe there. It was a Sly Cooper movie announced that never yeah. no, that was supposed to be a series. That never happened. They really keep doing Sly dirty, which really pisses me off. Yeah. Yeah. Look, let that one go. It's like Ape Escape. It's let it, let it go. Mm. Mm. But anyway, what, what are we wrapping up with? Let's wrap it up there. I think that's that's the end of the shoe report. But uh, is there anything we really want to discuss? I don't think there was anything too big uh, out there in the news that we missed. Uh, I know Xbox is formally announced as of today that free-to-play games are now actually free, so you no longer need Xbox Gold uh, to play free-to-play games. Fortnite. That, that's actually really big because that's, yeah, that's Fortnite. It's Destiny 2. Um, mm. Like, that's not necessarily PUBG, but it's Warzone. Like you don't need Xbox Gold to play online to play these games online. Yeah, and but they were that, the only ones that could do it. I think Nintendo is already like that, and PlayStation's like that too. So you can play. You don't need the the subscription because they announced that when they did the Xbox Gold thing. So that was kind of like, oh, we're sorry, we'll bring back the pi- price. Yeah, However, yeah. We'll do this, but like, and and it's interesting you mentioned that because yeah, Nintendo and PlayStation they've already allowed these free to play games to be free to play like for a period of time, and Xbox is kind of late to the party in essence. But I think that's just building more towards almost the goodwill that they're doing. Like, sure, they're like, oh, look, okay, we haven't been doing it. Oh, well, now we're doing it. And that's just like another, yeah, another, like an, another it's another little thing that's kind of like making them look cherry on top. A little bit, yeah, they're a little bit better every single time. Whereas, uh, like, we're talking about, you know, PlayStation, they're in arrears. They're not, they're fine, but mm. like, it, it, they're in a different position now. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, it's funny because we post we posted the um, uh, the pictures of Jim Ryan uh, leading up for the uh, the podcast this week, and I was like, "Who's this guy?" 
Yeah, I, I think half the picture of it. It was like get rid of Jim Ryan. Didn't even know who Jim Ryan was. Yeah, didn't know what he looked, looked like. like. I thought it was like a young guy, like a Phil Spencer or something like that. No, that's not the case. No, I'll do. Been yeah. PlayStation for a long time. Uh, yeah, and beyond that, Game Pass is now at 23 million subscribers. That's an increase. I feel like, um, what's his name? Uh, who's our premier? What's his name? Skyrim. Daniel Andrews. No, Dan Andrews. Premier, Daniel yeah, Andrews. Yeah, Daniel Andrews. Uh, Game Pass is now at 23 million subscribers. That is an increase of 4 million since my last update. No, but they've gone from 18 million to 23 subscribers, which is more than 4 million anyway. That's 5 million, yeah. 5 million. So, yeah. More great news to come from Game Pass. But how about this? Why don't we end it on this note? I want to make another prediction with you guys. All right. So we know Vinny's going to pay for pizza. Let's keep him honest, Sean, because if we forget, he'll, he won't will he bring it up. He ain't going to go, I'll my shout for pizza. No, he brings it up all the time. Yeah, bring it up all the time. Yeah, I know. But I'm just for the joke, can you just play along? <laughs> we actively will keep mentioning that. The second, what was the second bit that we made? Oh, the uh, PlayStation games coming to Game Pass. That I said it would never yeah. happen. That's bet two. That's a long play. That's a long play. But, but yeah, Here's we'll another one that's later. probably a long play as well. At the end of this generation, not sales. Definitely a long play. Because I think console sales will be probably still PlayStation because of the way that they're targeting. So we're not going to talk about that. Who is going to end up on top genuinely in the eyes of the consumer? Because I still think as much as PS3 outsold 360, most people think 360 won that generation. So like that, optically. Look, that's Nintendo. <laughs> No, I, I I think I actually I actually think that's an that's an easy answer. I think because of the differences in their business approach, I think it's very easy to say PlayStation because there's more of a focus on the console and the AAA titles and that sort of stuff moving forward. Whereas with Xbox, it's less about Xbox and more about Game Pass, and it's improving that brand. So I think in the eyes, Xbox is kind of sharing the stage with Game Pass in a sense. Yeah. PlayStation is still doing their own things. So I think it's still PlayStation. And I still think that Nintendo, like the the Switch whatever Switch comes out later this year, I, I think will, will will be will be great. Yeah, no, it's not going to be a Super Nintendo Switch, we wish. Uh I, I think it, I think it's going to be great. We're probably all going to get one, whatever. But we're still going to think of still going to think of Nintendo as a secondary console to probably a PlayStation at this stage. Mm-hmm. while you have a Game Pass subscription, whether for PC or even for a second-hand Xbox One. Mm. Huh, okay. That's, that's if, if, you, if you were able to like play all three and you wanted what is the optimized way to play all three generations, it would be just get the latest Switch and you'll be fine. Get a PlayStation 5 and you can get Game an Xbox Pass. One or whatever, but get Game Pass on something. Mm. I think that... So, with your question, who's going to look better? If we're looking at console and that sort of stuff, I think it's PlayStation. I agree. I agree with everything you just said. I also agree. Well, so much for a bet. One last question before we wrap up. Uh, not a prediction, just a question. Do, is, do you guys have any concern going down the Game Pass rabbit hole in general? Like as in, if the industry all goes Game Pass, so... Forget about PlayStation, forget about Xbox. If it was just one or two subscription services, is there any negative impact of that? Yes. What do you see that being? There is always going to be negative impact. Always, but what do you see that being? And we we talked about it with like the the whole Netflix saga because everyone wants a piece of the pie. Even if it's just the two, 
it becomes very much monopolized, which is probably bad for, mm. well, not saying probably, but it is bad for the community as a whole, especially as a consumer. So I think, yeah, it, it, it's it's not necessarily the, the best or optimal route to go with. I understand that everyone wants a piece of it mm. and everyone's going to try and get a piece of it. But if you're looking at like something like Nintendo, they they don't want a bar of it because they're doing their own thing and they're kind of doing it just cause, but they're happy to, to resell their old games and people are still going to buy them full because price, we all yeah. do. Yeah. Yep. We all, we all still buy them. PlayStation. Full price. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Xbox has their game bars. They've got their little golden goose. They're going to try and hang on to that and try and make that the thing that people buy. Even if you don't buy an Xbox console, they want you to buy an Xbox game Pass mm. subscription. So PlayStation's in that position where, They've got a, a little bit of room to move, but it's about which direction they want to take yeah. and what their focus is. And I think that's the key point. I think my question is, it, the way I think of it is this, like in a perfect world, say say Sony did do Game Pass, right? And they, they launched their games day and day. Would that service dictate the games they make? Like would yes. Sony be able to make $300 million blockbusters launching into yeah. Game Pass? They, they, they would have that budget back. They would do the same thing as what Xbox is doing and pushing a lot of advertising and money towards indie development. Yeah, so I'm I'm along that path of thinking that, you know, I wouldn't want the service to dictate the games. I, don't, I wouldn't want Sony to not make a Ghost of Tsushima because they can't afford to put that, because in this perfect world everything's going to PlayStation Pass, let's just call it that, that they couldn't make that game because they wouldn't make their money back. So therefore they need to lower the bar, lower the, you know, the cost of making the game. So then we don't get a last of us again, like, cause they can't actually make it. Yeah. So like is Xbox kind of like, that's what my concern is, is Xbox kind of doing that because they've got Halo, which is still Halo, right? And that's still a triple A game. They've got some big games in the pipeline, but a lot of the games are kind of like, I don't think anything they've announced is on the AAA level of a PlayStation exclusive. And it's not to say that they can't do that. It's more like they choose not to, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm probably going to cut in because, like, I know Vinny's got something to say, but I I just want to quickly say one thing in regards to that. I think we're looking at, if we're going to compare, basically, PlayStation and Xbox and what they're doing and their practices moving forward, it is quality over quantity. Xbox Game Pass is about quantity. It's about the games that they have. It's about the third-party deals that they have. It's about the range and the library that they're able to, to produce. With PlayStation, because they don't have that, they're focusing into the quality side of it of their first-party releases. So they are going on different business structures. If PlayStation was to go down the Game Pass route and get something that's comparable to Xbox's Game Pass, they will lose because that is a battle that they can't win. X, exactly. like, sure, they, they, they may have the money and all that sort of stuff, but Xbox aren't focusing on their, their key first-party titles. Like, they're there. Yeah, awesome. But And they, they might have bought all the studios and that sort of stuff, but it's it, they bought a bunch of studios and it's all spread out, and a lot of them are like indie developers who are given a chance to kind of have, you know, maybe double a yeah or like double a budgets behind them instead of just like kind of doing it on their own and trying to find a publisher so xbox is going down that path playstation they've chosen to go first party and so if if xbox was to go the other way they would lose 
and they did. They lost. And that's why they evolved. End, but end of um, the, the Xbox 360 PS3 era to the Xbox One era starting on, they tried to do that and they lost. So Game mm. Pass came. Yeah. So let's hold it there. I think that's a great conversation. We may hold that for another Vinny, show. Vinny to jump in, though. Oh, he's looking <laughs> at me like he's like, got nothing to add to you, boys. Let's... <laughs> oh, yeah, no, but the only thing I'd say is as a, so as, you know, late 20s that are much time to play games, I much prefer the quality over quantity side of things. So I'm, that's one thing I prefer is, you know, one thing I naturally lean towards PlayStation, I guess, as I got older, was just like, cool, I only play a very few finite amount of games and there's only very few hours in the day as we get we get more adults, we have less time. Um, yeah. We just adult more in our lives, I would say. And uh, yeah, I if a game comes out like Super High for Ratchet & Clank, I will play that and I will play the absolute crap out of it until I I guess I'll play it. I might, mm. I don't know. I'm no, I'm no Josh or Sean. Um, but Two games full time. You'll be able to play more games. Yeah, exactly. True. Mm. That's why you should follow us. That's why yes. you should follow us so we can do this full time. And I think that's a good uh, point to wrap it up on, guys. So thank you for everyone watching live in the chat. And if you are watching on YouTube or you happen to come across us on podcast feeds, give us a five-star rating on all those feeds and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, we are busy playing something. You can find us live every Thursday at twitch.tv slash busy playing something. I've been your host for this evening. Joshua LaRosa joined, as always, by Sean Harron. Hello. And Vincent Candelo. Long and also the Vita. Also, one last thing. Tomorrow, I will be streaming. Ah, yes. I'll be doing a little Digimon card game, TCG 1.5 booster box opening here on what stream. Uh, let's make it 7.30. Okay. So, our standard so, time. Everyone watching, so 7.30 live on Twitch. Are you doing it on our channel or on... I'll be doing it on Busy Playing Something. Yes. So, if you're on our feeds, keep an eye out for that. And don't forget, 10 o'clock, we have a video going up, which is just me talking for about 10 minutes about PlayStation, which you is want to hear. Nothing, nothing new to anyone that's been listening to anything that I have to say. But thank you for watching. Long live the Vita. Vinny, wrap us up. May the power protect you. Goodbye. Peter, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. Oh, it's all perfectly legal. Oh, my God. Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? Behold my greatest creation, Mac.